Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 55 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Marico. We are happy to be talking to you today. Hopefully you are not barricaded inside somewhere just in a snowball. Yeah, well... It's possible. It's very possible. We're all seeing those reports, and it is looking pretty bad for the weekend but it is it is we're we are we are in the past talking about the future which is right. your present so yeah. hopefully hopefully we all survive it's too it. early in the morning for all this it's time travel little, talk it's a little bit um but we do want to talk about which is exciting to us and probably no one else in the world but we finally have a twitter handle yes we do now all of the dumb thoughts that live inside jacob's head oh and they are about two percent of them i will share with the world because the rest needs to be just forever locked away i do have there's some pretty dumb ones too i gotta i'll admit that you don't have you don't have to tell me you don't have to convince me you hear them all you hear them all day anyways like you just get random messages so if that's your thing if you like reading those things it is at all booked up pod and that's us it has our faces yeah we should do a photo shoot and take some really some Ooh. really stunning like JC Penny pictures. I like I like the idea. I like the idea of that. Let's do that. Do they still do that in department stores? Well, if you, if you can find a department store. I don't know if you can find a JC Penny's <laughs> these days. Good. But yeah, we should do that. We should we should get dressed up in big sweaters. I got dibs on lasers. Can we bring our cats? Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> if I if we can get yeah, Packer would love love every second of that. Let okay. me tell you put like um, lights on or she'd be like yeah that's about correct okay see this is this is going to be good there you obviously need to follow this twitter if that's what's going to happen um okay so today is uh martin luther king jr day yeah yeah i don't really exciting. know yeah it's good and bad you know all things considered what do you mean well you know, it's like how a, his life ended? Yeah, is that what you're pretty, getting at? that's pretty oh, okay. tragic. Well, it's interesting. So Congress um, passed the Martin Luther King Day holiday really to make sure that we not only, I think, remember the man, but the incredibly important movement. Um, and then since then, he has been depicted in fictional Hollywood movies, in documentaries, in books. So there is a lot of stuff that we can talk about today um, if you're looking for something to help celebrate the day yeah civil rights movement uh martin luther king day a holiday obviously i've seen a lot of documentaries on martin luther king in my day thanks to the history channel back when they used to actually play you know documentaries and stuff they like that. did and that was a good time um always just associate you two for some reason because that was like their big documentary song for that oh really yeah they were playing in the name of love over the beginning of the documentary Oh. And like really, wow, that really, that really stuck with you. Yeah. But so Martin Luther King Jr., American Baptist minister and activist, and he became the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement from 1954 until his assassination in 1968. So we just passed last year was the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. since his death. Oh, yeah, that w- that math checks out indeed. Thank you. <laughs> I had to use my Don't fingers worry, there, I did it beforehand. I, it. I, I definitely wouldn't have tried that right now. So we're going to talk about some films, some documentaries, and some books that you might want to grab and yeah. uh, consume. 
It's hard to find transitions in this particular subject. <laughs> it is. It's really. Okay. Um, so the first one I want to talk about, we've mentioned once on this show, but have to bring up again, of course, is the film Selma, which came out in 2014, directed by um, Oscar-nominated... Uh, Abba DuVernay. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And the film was, was nominated. But it is about his legendary and inspiring leadership during the civil rights um, movement and it's a really piercing look at the Equal Rights March that went from Selma to Montgomery in Alabama in 1965. And at that time when King is fighting to secure voting rights for blacks in Alabama. And he's really focusing his efforts to hold together the Civil Rights Coalition. And uh, also in the film, he's negotiating a partnership with President Johnson. Um, yeah, and I'd say it's probably now among the definitive Martin Luther King Jr. movies. Yeah, you know, there's no there's no lack of them out there, but this is definitely one of the ones that it's very well acted. Um, well, David Oyelowo's performance is uncanny and inspirational as King. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He definitely nails the, uh, the presence that he had there. But, like, the story itself, like, it's not like it's an unknown story. A lot of people know, like, the whole thing about it. Yes. But it's when you get new perspectives on it and that you get a new appreciation for all the kind of how dangerous that whole scenario actually was. Oh, crazy. And how revolutionary and like the kind of stuff you had to do to be able to stand up to all the pressure you were going to get. And it's still as relevant today as it was back in 65 when it took place. Yeah, I mean, it's still like strikes and boycotts and stuff like that are still one of the most effective ways to get social change going. And this is like one of the most famous examples in American history, like where it, where it worked. So, yeah, you know, it's... This is the thing to do if you have something you want to change, you know. Still still a long journey to take. Oh, I wish well. we could be like, mission accomplished. <laughs> but that's not, that's not exactly how it went down. But, you know, it's important for social change. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so uh, do you have a movie that you want to talk about or recommend? Yeah, you know, I spent a lot of time randomly watching movies. This might be a surprise to a lot of people <laughs> out there. But one of the ones that was always on TV all the time all the time was uh, Ghost of Mississippi. Okay, that's a good civil rights movement film. So that is the story of the trial um, of Byron D. LeBeckwith, who's in that movie played by James Woods. So Is this, see, when I usually do that, you usually go friend of the show. No, I know. James work? Woods doesn't get a friend of the show. Oh, okay. There's many, many numerous reasons for this that. This is based on, this is about real life. Yeah, this is um, the assassination of Medgar Evers is okay. what this is about. Yes. And uh, it stars um, Alec Baldwin, friend of the show. <laughs> Why does it work when you do it? Doing one of the top five worst Southern accents. It's oh, <laughs> not even, he's barely trying. He's trying a little bit. but He's it's like, just, I gotta give up. Oh, this will go with Southern accent, Alec Baldwin. That's basically what he does. Mm -hmm. It's glorious. Um, and then we have Whoopi. Whoopi She's Goldberg. The widow. She yeah, she plays um, Meg Ever's widow. Um, one of her good turns went back when Whoopi was doing a lot of dramatic roles and stuff like that. I think she got an Oscar nomination for this role. Yeah, she was she, she was heard, huge for a while. Yeah, her and James Woods both got one for this movie. Actually, and James Woods, he's the white supremacist accused of. Yes. Murdering him. Okay. So for I those who don't remember. know the story, he's assassinated right in the middle of the uh, civil rights movement. Um, but no ch the guy, they put Byron Dela Beckwith on trial. And despite a mountain of evidence, um, you know, because it's Mississippi, he gets off. They don't convict him of the um, assassination. So it ends up being like 30 years later, 20 years later, something like that, 20, 30 years later, that a um, 
the district attorney down there in Mississippi decides he's going to reopen the case mm-hmm. and take a fresh look at the evidence. He's basically compelled to do it because uh, Meg Rivers' wife um, is like making a lot of noise because she's still such a big figure. Uh, they reopen the case, and because times and attitudes have changed, pretty much being presented with the exact same evidence, they uh, they end up convicting him, and he ends up going to jail as a yeah. old man for a crime he obviously like, committed. It was always right there. Yeah, it you was were just, all very aware of what happened. Yeah, it's like there's. It just shows an idea of like not only how bad things were, but how it really can change over time. Like, mm. even though it doesn't look like. You know, things are getting better. A little bit of growth. There, there is growth. Is you just have to be able to put in the time and the work, and it's a watchable movie. Infinitely watchable movie, considering the amount of times that I've watched it. it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that I guess that checks you, you, out. You won't be necessarily <laughs> bored. I think there. Oh, there is even a William H Macy sighting, still looking exactly the same as he does now. He's aged well. He's the comic relief. So okay, enjoy that idea, everybody. Well, because you brought up this movie with Whoopi, I'm going to bring up another Whoopi film uh, that is great Yahoo. civil rights movement, The Long Walk Home. I never saw that from one. from 1990. So it has Sissy Spacek and Whoopi Goldberg, and it's um, it's a depiction of the Montgomery bus boycott, like through the participants. Uh, perspective. So uh, Whoopi plays the maid of a well-to-do white family and she chooses to walk miles um, to and from work to support the the bus boycott. And then so initially her employer who is Sissy Spacek, she doesn't understand like why she's doing this, why she would choose to walk. Um, So she drives her there and back a few days a week and then eventually helps carpool other black workers, um, which is an experience that causes her to really empathize with the struggles of African-Americans. So soon she ends up standing with them in the protest movement in spite of the, you know, blowback from other white people, including her husband. So it's a really, it's a really moving film. And it, you know, shows you like, hey, white people, look at how you can be an ally. Yeah. You can can do it. It can be, it's possible. It can be done. You can do it. That sounds like a really good movie, actually. I wonder. Yeah, why. I was actually thinking I would like to grab that. I think that would be. Is a it a good true story or is it a? An MLK Day. No, it's not. Oh, okay. I'm about to say like that seems. At least like it's not underrated. based on like a direct um, event that happened. I'm sure that you know it's dipping into reality. Yeah, it's, it's got its toe in there in the reality waters, but yeah. nothing, okay. nothing specific there. How about for you? All right, so. Uh, next movie, uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, as we know, is Forrest Whitaker's Eye. So it oh, stars. You are the worst person. <laughs> so it stars in The Butler. <laughs> Which you can't. <laughs> Leave Forrest alone. He's extremely talented. I know he is. You're I so know. judgy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a movie, The Butler. It's a story about a butler who works in the White House and, like, he lives. He works there for a long time. He goes through at least five different presidents. He spent, uh, I think, thirty-four years working there. That's a, that is a yeah. His name a is Cecil time. Gaines. Cecil Gaines. The real person. Yeah. That's a good name. I always <laughs> like the name Cecil. I don't know why. Great. <laughs> so, he, um, the story of uh, Butler and his experience working in the White House and his v- views on these all the different ones because he gets all the ones from who is like Johnson's in there and then I believe Kennedy is one of them as well mm-hmm. and it's not only his experience dealing with the presidents themselves and their differing views and their different ways that he can you know kind of change your viewpoints with himself but also the way his some of his family isn't exactly on board with him 
well, being like a butler in the White House. Well, it's because he's serving for president while dealing with unequal pay and less opportunity for yeah. African-American staff even in the White House. Which, so, which is true. <laughs> it's a big time problem, you wouldn't think. And the whole thing, was, I mean, it was based on a true story. And again, we have David Oyelowo plays his son in it who becomes active really? in the civil rights movement. That, yep. that guy, that's a chameleon right there. I didn't even realize he was in it. Oh, yeah. He's such he's an extremely talented actor. Um, but yeah, it's a very n- good movie. Um, very well acted, obviously. You know, it's got Forrest Whitaker in there. So what do you do? Very nice. You're nice <laughs> about it. Yeah, I it's a nice. great showing of like the struggle of a family. Uh, kind of amid the backdrop of the civil rights movement and its strides and its limitations. So you get a large view. There is uh, an all-time great meme uh, that was born out of this movie that I'm not going to get into because I want everybody to experience it when it happens in the movie. But oh boy. as a fan of memes as I am, it's one of the best. I so. don't know it. I well, think I'm happy that I don't. Yeah, I think you probably are, actually. Perhaps I'm too old. <laughs> Could that You're be never it? too old for memes, Michelle. Never, never too, too old. old. All right, so I have to bring up one that's incredibly important, and I feel I'm judging myself because I have actually never seen it. Oh. A Raisin in the Sun. I never saw it either. Oh, we're terrible. I'm I know pretty we sure. are bad, actually. So this is from 1961. It's the film version of Lorraine Hansberry's um, uh, play, which was like a really path-breaking, huge play when it came out. But it's starring uh, Sidney Poitier, and then people that I don't know: <laughs> Claudia McNeil and Ruby Deal. I know Ruby Deal. You can picture that person. Yeah. I don't think that I can. Maybe if I saw a picture of her. But it really just describes the struggle of a black family trying to survive in Chicago uh, during the time and, you know, striving for a better way of life. And it's a classic at this point. So I'm a pretty terrible host for having never seen it. Yeah, but it's good that you brought it up. You've admitted your faults that you've never seen it. I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna make it happen. You know, that's what you're leading. You Maybe I'll get it today so that while everyone is listening to this podcast, I'm actually sitting at home watching this movie. Oh, sweet! What do you think? Is it a good I, plan? I like that <laughs> idea. Like good. you could be listening along and watching <laughs> along at the same time. Now I, like I have to do it. Just press play now. Um, yeah, it's both an awesome book because working at the library, I see it get checked out like all the time. Like it's yeah. just one of those ones that is definitely on the rotation. And if it stars Sidney Poitier, really. With the you can't go wrong no, there. No, if he's in it, it's probably going to be a pretty solid movie unless it's The Jackal, and then stay away from that one. I don't think I saw that. Exactly, nobody did. And then I want to bring up one that I did see that I think is really important, although I will say it was not the best made film, which is the movie Loving. It came out in 2016. The it lo- has loving. Oh man! Oh, the guy who's in it is a huge is a huge star. Look it up while I'm talking because I can't. What it's about? So it's about um, an interracial couple, Richard and Mildred Loving, and oh. they fell in love and they were married in 1958 with uh, Ruth Nega in Vir- them. Okay. What's the name? Ruth Nega is the uh, the actress. Yes, that is the actress. What is the guy's name? Oh, it's making me so mad right now. Um, but it, so this happened in the state of Virginia where they're trying to make their home and start a family. And then they start to get jailed and they're just totally banished because of this unthinkable thing that they would do, which is fall in love. Um, and then they relocate themselves and their children to the inner city of Washington, D.C. But they're ultimately trying to find a way um, back to Virginia because it's their home and there's no reason that they shouldn't live there. But it's a it's a huge struggle that they um, 
are dealing with, and then it leads to a really huge legal battle, um, which ends up going all the way to the Supreme Court. Which so. anytime you know, even time you get to the Supreme Court, we're talking big time sea change events here. I've actually seen this movie. It's very good. They were there's Academy Award. Did you really see? I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought it was a little slow for it's such a big, huge part of history. Oh, Joel Edgerton. There it is, because I like him. Oh yeah, Edgerton. he's he plays the guy. <clears throat> but um. I don't know. It was just I, I wasn't crazy about the pace, but I'm glad that you liked it because I don't I, want people to not like it. see it. And you know what? It's one of those ones because she's on Preacher now and was on Preacher when that show came out. It's always funny to see like she's an Oscar winning actress who's mm. stuck on this ridiculous AMC show. That she's really show. pretty, though. Side she note. <laughs> she's we real got, cute. We, we got we got crushes over here. Uh I have so many crushes, it's up. not even funny. <laughs> I have a million of them. My um, husband is fully aware of all of them. He's he's very supportive. Well, he should. Well, good. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. I'm proud of him. <laughs> this goes out to to, to Andrew out he's there. He's very confident. <laughs> um, okay, so do you have another one? Uh, I do. I um, I think I am going to go, I'm going to stick in the state of Mississippi for now and go with a quick one with Mississippi Burning. Mm. <clears throat> a movie that stars Gene Hackman and Willem Dafoe, Two which great it, actors. If that sentence doesn't a little bit horrify you, uh, it probably <laughs> it's should. True. Especially like in '88 when it came out, when they were like, "That's peak Hackman and yeah. Dafoe right there." Um, so it is a story of two FBI agents uh, who go down to investigate the Klan down in Mississippi, <laughs> which again. Because there's like a disappearance yeah. of some civil rights activists that they have to check out. Yeah. So, oh boy. So this is an intense movie. It's really there. hard to watch. It's very hard to watch, as most of these kind of movies are. But. Yeah. So, what basically to me, alongside the story of just again racial inequality and racial tension that's going on down there, and the way that you have. The two FBI agents, you know, they have differing viewpoints on the subject matter. Like one's like very hey, much so, not so bad necessarily, and the other one's like, you know what, it's horrible. Yeah, I'll let you decide which is going to be which on that one. What is interesting about it? I mean, that's '88, and here we are now. But it shows you that the long fight against racism that you know started with the whole civil rights movement definitely did not end in the 60s. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you, you get proof of that there, and I'm sure, you know, soon enough they'll have a film capturing now, which shows you, you know, it is a it is a long, slow journey. And, yeah, and again, just, it, it's, before you go into this movie, remember everybody, it's going to be, it's an intense, intense flick, but it did yeah. get, it did get Best Picture nominations or Best Actor, Best Actress nominations thrown around for this one. It's a very... There's like fume throwing them around. Pew, pew. <laughs> it's just scattered about. You have one, and you have one. It's like <laughs> Oprah was throwing them. Um, yeah, that's a good choice. Why don't we just mention a couple documentaries before um, I'd like to talk about some MLK books. What do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. Okay, so one documentary that I really like, it's, it's pretty new. I feel like it came out within the last three or so years. It's called The Black Panthers, Vanguard of the Revolution. Um, this is really fascinating if you want to know more about the Black Panthers. Um, I feel like most of the information I was giving is super misunderstood and inaccurate. You don't say. Yeah, so this has a lot of archival footage and interviews with surviving Panthers. And then there's like FBI agents in it as well to tell the story um, of their organization throughout the 60s and 70s and really what they were trying to accomplish. And it was just not... I, I was just misled 
Like this was an um, this is an amazing group of humans just just trying to survive and like protect the people that are just being abused in their community. Yeah, to say that they have not been um, you know, portrayed in a particularly positive light uh, is an understatement, I would say. Yeah, and I, I feel like the documentary was done well. Like it wasn't. It's not like hitting you over the head of like you must feel this way. It was like here's just footage of what was actually happening. Yeah, and then you can form your own opinion of that. Like you can you can go do it what you will, but this is what happened and. Yeah, like it's a group that I feel like the same way. I know what it is. I know generally what it did, but now I'm like, I don't know if I actually did because I've pretty much seen only one perspective. Yeah, I think I think you'd really like the doc. Yeah, it's a, check it out. Too often portrayed as just like the African American Ku Klux Klan by a lot of people, and, and it's, it's like not what it wasn't they are. that at all. No, it was zero zero percent that. No, but they were like we're trying to like feed children in our community. Yeah, and protect people that whose houses are being dynamited because they moved into predominantly white neighborhoods and. Stuff. Yeah. So they definitely served a purpose at their time. Also, better fashion sense. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so much leather and yeah. berets. Oh, You're a big fan. Great. Okay. You still wear that today. Still. Okay, awesome. Okay. So um, <laughs> the next one, you know what? Why don't I go with this one? I'll go with a documentary for little girls. Spike Lee documentary. Do we, we start crying now or later? Mm, it's too early to cry. We'll do okay. it later. We'll st- 2.33, we'll start crying. Okay. It's set. Um, but this is the story of four girls who died in a church while they were at Sunday school after it was bombed in oh, just a horrible, horrible story. Um, it's and in Spike Lee's hands. Well, well done. That's what I was about to say. It's a Spike yeah. Lee documentary. So as we covered in our Spike Lee episode, which you can find in the archives, everybody, <laughs> at all booked up at SoundCloud.com. Wow. Um, you basically... It's, documentaries is where Spike Lee really shines, and especially in the subject matter that he like knows or cares about. And this is pretty much exactly the kind of stuff that he covers. I'm pretty sure it was Academy Award nominated it might even for, w- for documentary. I think it might even have won. I'm not even sure, but hmm. it, if it didn't, it definitely should have. Um, so, yeah, it's a story about that surrounds this bombing where, again, somebody, despite a mountain of evidence, I believe he might even have been a sheriff in the, uh, in the town, um, gets, like, away. Well, with, I think that it was, like, that four men were involved that they know did it, but only one involved was convicted and that happened 14 years after yeah another delayed a case of delayed justice yeah. in that one but yeah just again you're gonna be left in tears be prepared oh you're gonna start out in tears you're not gonna be left in tears that you're is just, also gonna, just prepare to cry the entire time yeah pretty much any pretty much all the ep- movies and books that we're talking about in this episode kind of have the same effect that way but it's a it was a rough time everybody there's a reason yeah. That it's so moving, even 50 years later, yeah. people look at this kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, it doesn't. It's just such a horrible documentary to think about. Horrible subject matter. Good yeah, horrible subject matter. Good documentary. Thank you for that qualifier. Yeah. I got yeah. the wrong one in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, horrible subject matter, but an excellent documentary. Um, very watchable. It's gonna affect you um, in numerous ways when you watch it. If, if you never heard the story before, it's definitely one of those ones that makes you understand. Like why it was so vital and why people took it so seriously. Yes. A lot of the times you just kind of hear the big stories. You hear about like the march on Washington, or you hear about the the um, marches, but you don't hear necessarily the stories about why people did those things and yes. why 
like That's what caused true, them. So to understand people's motivation. Yeah, it, you don't want to get just you got to get below the layer a little bit, not just surface level, to really understand what was going on. So there's a, a good one to use for that. Can you do one more before I talk about a couple books? Sure. Um, how about 2010's Freedom Riders? Mm. That's another interesting. I actually tale. did not see that documentary. I did. It was a, I saw it a couple of times on some local TV one, and of course from your local library because that's where it's available right now for you. Um, wow. Yeah. Freedom Riders is a story of they would take. It was a bunch of civil rights activists who were trying to. It was a group of like 400 black and white students mm-hmm. who were basically just busing themselves into towns to do sit-ins, to do protests, just to try to affect some kind of change. But as you can imagine, this is when you're going intentionally to antagonize people in in the South during this time period was def was not it wasn't exactly received a, well. That's to say the least. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There might have been a couple deaths involved, and that's what this documentary covers a bunch is when they eventually did have uh, three people get murdered. And then their bodies hid somewhere in the South. That kicked off a huge investigation by the FBI and got the federal government involved for really the first time. Because um, they've been kind of avoiding it. They try to make it more of a states' rights issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but after this Freedom Riders thing, and I don't want to say because it probably, because it, prob- it did involve the death of a white person in this incident that might have pushed it along a little bit sure but hey those are the times what are you gonna do yeah um but this covers like what their goal was how they wanted to accomplish it non like non-violently and then through an act of violence actually helped their goal become accomplished and the kind of suffering that you had to go through but again it leads to ch- it led to change so i should definitely watch that it's a very good interesting story like you know I, I heard about them again you see them like in the background of stuff like in forrest gump or whatever and you don't really know what they are but this again gives you an idea <laughs> i i want to watch it just i would like to understand forrest gump as well as humanly possible i want really? i want to know every single thing that's happening yeah, it's, not a <laughs> good, it's not a good movie oh no, for a later date anyway okay so um a few books that i'm going to recommend that are all about martin luther king jr to celebrate his day I will say if you're looking for books for kids, just ask your local librarian. There are a bajillion of them. There's some really good stuff out there, but I didn't want to list them all. So uh, some books for you. There's Martin Luther King Jr. A Life by Marshall Frady. This is for people if you're kind of looking for an introductory level approach to King. This is like a good book for that. It's just over 200 pages and it kind of provides a swift bird's eye view of him. and this is from one of the foremost reporters on the movement. So that's a really good book. Then there's the autobiography of Martin Luther King Jr., which is edited by Claiborne Carson. That's been around since 1998, but it's still really popular. Um, it's uh, King's widow, Coretta Scott King. She's um, selected Carson to edit and publish um, King's papers. So in addition to publishing numerous collections of his speeches and sermons and letters and drafts and things like that, um, and it's a real first-person account of his life, then I would recommend Parting the Waters, America in the King Years, which is 1954 to 63. That's by Taylor Branch. And in uh, 1989, he won the Pulitzer Prize um, for this, and it's about the years leading up to the march on Washington. So it's covering like that aspect of King's life. And then um, Taylor Branch went on to write several other volumes of King's life. So delving more into it. So 
that goes from 54 to 63. Then he wrote Pillar of Fire, which is America in the King years, 63 to 65. And then At Cannon's Edge, which is 65 to 68. Mm-hmm. So you get all three volumes. You get a big chunk. That's a bunch of, of King stuff there. right there. And then the last one, uh, this is a little newer because I know sometimes people like a little fresher. This is from just 2018. And it's called The Heavens Might Crack. The Death and Legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. by Jason Sokol. Um, And what he's covering is the period immediately following King's assassination when Americans are really grappling with the loss of this leader and his enormous importance, um, both practical and symbolic. Um, So yeah, so while we think of Martin Luther King today as really admired in 1968, his death was met with a wide range of reactions from around the country again you're being like i'd say that's a that's a fair assessment sure so that's kind of what this book covers is like the general feelings from all over so lots to check out it's a great selection you had there okay let's uh let's do a couple plugs so remember everybody everything that we talked about and all booked up you can pick up at your local library there's 37 branches all throughout erie county so just stop on by pick them up if we don't got it just ask for it we'll have it sent down to you no yeah. problem and definitely grab this stuff you should be taking taking it all in also don't forget that we have a bookmobile that's driving around um, beep, 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 visiting beep, you beep. that me and michelle are both on by the way You've not physically been. just just our faces. That'd be great if we were just doing like a Teen Wolf kind of deal, just riding around on the roof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. Um, also, you should visit your um, the website of any local um, um, NAACP chapters if you are looking to do um, something today, some sort of service or reflection to celebrate. So I just wanted to add that. Okay, so before I get into my facts which I forgot to do last week. Um, Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, we have been asking people to send us voice memos about the Oscars. Who do you want nominated? What should win? All of that good stuff. We have a couple to play here, so let's see what people are thinking. Hello, this is Jordan from Buffalo. Uh, Picking Oscars is always hard. Uh, There's always a couple that you miss. I haven't seen The Favorite yet, and I have a feeling I'm going to really like that. But if I had to choose based on what I've seen so far... I would definitely choose Barry Jenkins, if Beale Street could talk, uh, his adaptation of the James Baldwin book. Um, it is a beautiful film, uh, unlike anything I've seen all, all year. And uh, also, I like to highlight documentaries, so I'm going to also uh, give a shout out to Minding the Gap, which if if it was up to me, I would say it should be up for best picture, but uh, it'll definitely be up for best documentary. All right. Hi, this is Grace from Buffalo. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should win all of the Oscars, um, but also just Best Animated Feature would be okay, too. Okay. So, yes, I will definitely agree with Jordan. I loved Beale Street. It I haven't was, seen it. It's incredibly moving, really beautiful close-up shots of people, and Minding the Gap was my favorite documentary of the year. Um Definitely check that out. Library doesn't have that yet. It hasn't been released, but when it does, and then I don't know what's what's oh, the Spider-Man. Spider-Man one? into the Spider-Verse. That's a great movie, man. It's an animated Spider-Man movie where they deal with uh, the fact that there's 
multiple Spider-Mans and multiple realities, and they all meet together, and it's awesome. She seemed to really love it. Oh, so. it's great. Come on, anyone that has Peter Porker, the spider pig, is a little <laughs> character because he's a real thing. Oh, it's all about it. It's a I great movie. I don't hate that. Okay, so then a couple quick things just again to end it. Um, for Martin Luther King Jr., such, a, such an important person. But did you know that his birth name is actually Michael and not Martin? Uh, no. Yeah. I'm learning that as, as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was born Michael um, in 1929, but in 1934, his father um, traveled to Germany and was inspired by the Protestant Reformation leader Martin Luther. So as a result, he changed his own name, and then he changed his five-year-old son's name to Martin. Oh. At five. Great. Great. That ended up being a great idea. Yeah, it's fascinating. Michael King doesn't sound as good as Martin Luther. Sure doesn't. Um, and then also, King was imprisoned nearly 30 times throughout his life. Yeah, that sounds about Which is right. crazy. So according to the King Center, he went to jail um, maybe 29 times exactly. He was arrested for acts of civil disobedience and, of course, on a bunch of trumped-up charges, like when he was jailed in um, Montgomery, Alabama in 1956 for driving 30 miles an hour in a 25-mile-an-hour zone. That's scoff law. How dare he? Yeah. And then last one is George Washington. Big shot. Friend of the the show. only other American to have had his birthday observed as a national holiday. Right. Yeah, that's it. So in 83, President Ronald Reagan signed a bill that created a fe- the federal holiday to honor King. And it was first then commemorated in 86. It's always celebrated on the third Monday in January, which is really close to his um, January 15th birthday. But yeah, it's just the two of them. Hmm. So it shows you. How Very about important that? Day. Okay, well, we did it. Thank you so much for listening. Um and we will we'll just catch you next time. Yeah, we'll be here. We're gonna same time, same bad channel. We'll same see you on bad the time. we'll see you on the Twitters. All right, bye All right, bye. bye. bye.